How's it going, gardeners? I am whew, sitting outside. August 1st. It is quite humid and warm today. We had some rain last night. A lot of good thunderstorms coming through. So the garden is nice and moist, which is great. We've had a lot of rain the last couple of weeks. Thank goodness, after a long dry spell. So everything is very happy as we slowly start slumping towards fall. I know August is you know, really still midsummer here. It's not going to get cooler till the end of September, but I think like so many of us, we get that uh, mid-August, early September and start thinking, all right, it's fall, fall's coming. Um, I think it's school. <laughs> when you start school in mid-August or early August these days, it's easy to, to still equate those time periods as fall. And I know uh, I certainly do. So today I'm out weeding my garden path. I haven't weeded it in several months and it was getting really bad. I actually thought about solarizing it this year and I didn't. I think it's a little bit late. Well, I probably could still do it, but I feel like the better, the better sun pressure would have been back in June. So I think I'm going to hold off this year and do it next year. Uh, I know I've mentioned that I did it in my edible garden last year. And so far, I think it has really made a difference in everything. I've been very pleased with it. Of course, I've also been home a lot. <laughs> so I've been able to stay more on top of seeing weeds when they come up and pulling those. And uh, I think that has helped as well. So I would like to do that for the, the path. Uh, probably have to weed it one more time before winter. Sometimes probably sometime in September, October, and then just let it go. By that time I'll start having to be raking up leaves uh, and putting them in the compost. So before you know it, that'll all be here. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the garden today and also I'm going to talk about a little bit where I'm going with this podcast. Uh, we'll start with the podcast part first because that's mostly on the forefront of my mind actually. So as you know, I pretty much ended the podcast as an interview series back in end of December, early January. And I, I still feel confident about keeping that up for the most part. Um, and then I was just like, I'm just not going to do this podcast. But COVID happened. And I really just, I don't know, I felt like kind of journaling about the garden in an audiobook sort of situation. And so here I am back in, back in the podcast. But I feel like my ramblings are fun. I enjoy them. I'm sure someone out there enjoys them as well, but I also want to make this a little more targeted once again. So what I'm thinking is maybe once a month I'll do my little rambling bits and do maybe call it some sort of garden phenology update. Uh, to be determined on that actual name there. But that will be where I talk about the garden, nature, what's going on in my yard. The rest of the month I'm thinking one or two other episodes will be more of targeted and in my head so far I'm brainstorming a beginning naturalist sort of series and it's something that's kind of close to my heart and interests that I really feel like as gardeners we need to be more put our naturalist uh, glasses on a little bit more often and look at it from that viewpoint so I'm still brainstorming how I want to approach that uh, I kind of couple like intro-ish kind of episodes going on in my in my brain I'm still brainstorming all of this 
And then I want to probably focus on maybe working through a book or something like that uh, and taking a couple months just like, you know, a couple chapters at a time, maybe summarizing it for y'all if you want to read along or, or just you don't have to read along. I'll try to hit all the high points so you could do your own research later. So that's kind of where I'm at with that at the moment. I still have those two other episodes that were on my Florida Trail podcast that are very naturey, planty based that I'm also going to share in the coming weeks. And occasionally I may do an interview. I have a couple people I would like to talk to, uh, but I'm definitely not interested in making this again, a weekly interview series at this time. So that's where I'm at with the podcast. I'm also trying to put backlog of episodes on my YouTube channel. I had started that a long time ago, lost interest in dealing with YouTube and trying to, I don't know, monetize it, whatever. And, um, so I'm trying to get back into that. I'm also, uh, it's really just so you can listen to the podcasts on YouTube. I know a lot of people do access YouTube a lot more than I certainly do as, as an option. So I'm working on that as well. And I'm also going to try to start being better about maybe doing some garden videos again. I had been doing that, I don't know, on and off for a couple years. I really kind of put, again, I put the video thing on hold. It's a, it's a lot of work to edit and get all of that done. Podcasting is hard enough and video, adding video to all of that was not on my agenda. But I really appreciate uh, the Common Milkweed. They've been on the podcast before. I re-aired their episode last summer. You can go back and look for that. I do recommend listening. They have been for the last maybe year, year and a half, could be longer than that, putting basically a weekly video up. It, and they don't do any fancy editing. It's just them talking about their garden something, or some sort of phenology or something interesting going on nature-wise. And it's, they range from a couple minutes to, I don't know, sometimes they're about 10 minutes long. And, you know, they do have a once a week kind of deal. I think it's Tuesdays or Wednesdays. You can bank on one of those afternoons that they're going to have an episode up. And that's kind of what I'm thinking of doing. Like once a week, maybe twice a month, doing something like that. So if you're on YouTube, the Garden Path Podcast, just search it out. I believe the link is also on thegardenpathpodcast.com. You can check that out there. I am probably not going to do any fancy editing. It's just going to be a video. I, <laughs> I'm just going to do it old school. So look for that there. That's kind of my big update on the podcast at the moment for the garden and what's going on. So like I said, I'm, I'm weeding my path today. The garden is, I feel like slowly kind of filling in. The rains helped boost a lot of, uh, pardon the interruption from my rude neighbors driving down the road. Uh, I feel like that the garden is just now trying to come into its full glory, which it usually does. August is usually when things start going off. And like my frost weed is, I don't know, six, seven feet high, gets tons of little native uh, bees and flies and other pollinators. It's starting to bloom right now. It's looking really great. I love it. I was actually thinking about having it go back further in the garden this year. It's kind of was in the middle of the garden of my select flower bed. And, uh, I'm going to, I don't know, try to see if I can get it tamed to the, towards the back part next year and probably thin it out. It's kind of a big clump, <laughs> but it looks good. 
the uh, blue curls, and I'm trying to think of. Uh, I think another one people call blue curls is a Phacelia congesta, I believe. That's not what I'm talking about. Blue curls is a taller, bushy. Uh, the cotamum is the species name. I'm sorry. I'm just totally blanking on the genus of it right now. It is doing really well. We actually grow that in our right of way. And a couple years ago, I just planted a couple transplants from there into the flower bed and it reseeds itself extremely well. It's a native plant. I do highly recommend it, but like I said, it reseeds. So if you don't like it taking over, just thin, thin it out, please. <laughs> I do recommend that salvia coccinia is starting to take off finally. I just how the garden finally starts to look a little bit nice still dealing with some bare spots that's just gonna be how it is right now since we're not going to nurseries back on the side yard garden we the banana trees are blooming the pink bananas so it's very tropical looking right back there and I had to move back to the side yard and the backyard a little bit because my neighbors are out there being very loud didn't think you'd want to hear that. Um, so I mentioned we're not buying plants, but Mercer Arboretum had a online plant sale a few weeks ago. They usually do a spring March Mart every year where you, it's, it's pretty great. There's, you know, native plants and tropicals and, and different things that benefits uh, the, the friends of Mercer Arboretum. And, um, but that didn't happen this year. But so they put on a sale online you could buy plants, reserve it, and all you had to do was go and pick it up. And so we went and picked up some plants that we bought. Uh, the first one was Hercules Club. Uh, I've wanted one for a long time for our giant swallowtail caterpillars, as it is one of the host plants. <laughs> They're always on our citrus trees, and I would like to keep our citrus, you know, growing nice and lush. But uh, so now, now we have a Hercules Club. I can transplant transplant those uh, caterpillars when they come by. I was really interested in the gingers. I've wanted to diversify our gingers uh, for several years. We have just a white butterfly ginger that I really enjoy. So, and a couple other little tropical looking gingers. Uh, somebody's been digging in my gingers. Uh, messing things up. <laughs> Probably the deer. And um, so I ordered some different genders. And one of them is, uh, actually this one was a bonus that the lady giving out the plants at the end uh, when we picked them up gave us was uh, Globa Grandiflora, a giant dancing lady. And she gave us another extra one as well. Um, this was not the extra one. Hedicium angustifolium old peach butterfly ginger. Another extra one was Hedicium flavum. I think this one is like a yellowy uh, color. And then the other one that I bought was Hedicium Edison's Home. It's also a peachy kind of color. And it's, it says Edison's Home because it came from Thomas Edison's Fort Myers uh, Winter Estate. And that's a cool place. I haven't been there in many years, but... I went there as a kid a couple times. That's a really cool place to go. And uh, Edison and Ford Homes there in Fort Myers if you wanna go geek out on some interesting uh, plants and history. And then my husband picked up some Texas Sottles um, for our cactus bed. 
But that's it on our plant buying. The moment I actually bought some seeds from Botanical Interests a few weeks ago. <laughs> the cicadas are all going crazy right now. <laughs> um, and I think I'm going to do a separate uh, episode on those. Chat about that for next week. So we'll actually, maybe actually have more than <laughs> one or two episodes a month going forward. At least for August. But it's hot. I'm going to finish working on these beds and take a little, uh, as my son calls them, ice cream breaks. So it's going to be a popsicle break this time, though. Get some coolness in. And don't forget to check out the Garden Path Podcast YouTube for some videos. And I hope to have one up here shortly. If you really want to <laughs> go back in my archives, you can see some interesting stuff there. All right. I will talk to you guys again soon.